0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition here of Inside the Winner's Circle on the Win Life podcast with Awilda Rivera. I'm really, really excited today, y'all, because I have Shanisha Boswell with me, creator of Black Moms Blog, where she talks parenting, culture, and lifestyle from a Black mom's point of view. As an avid creator, she wears many hats as a full-time photographer of womanhood, birth, and lifestyle. She facilitates gatherings for women and sisterhood to bond through educational conversations and spiritual connectivity. Shanisha believes that women should stick together to promote peace, love and harmony and her global brand has spread so far that she's been traveling to places like toronto and columbia to help women bond as if that's not enough she's also currently working on a collaborative book project to discuss the journey of millennial entrepreneurship so oh, without further ado shanisha thank you so much for being here
1: Thank you for having me. That was an awesome introduction. You did that better than I could have hoped for.
0: <laughs> I love you. Well, thank you. No, I'm just really I mean, you can't see it right now, but literally my hairs are standing up. Um, and it's not even from like fangirling out, it's just the the power of women of color, using their voices to really help to empower others, yeah. to get to a place where we can be more powerful together is just right now something that is resonating with me so deeply and has always resonated with me deeply. But just seeing it coming to fruit in other people and be and it becoming like this more than just a movement, but this wave um, is just so agree. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And agree. then- speaking to you someone who's really been at at the head of that crest, you know, of that wave is just so exciting. So, ah, uh, tell us <laughs> Thank a little you. bit about Yes, welcome. Tell us a little bit about, you know, young Shanisha. Did did she always want to be a, an uh an activist was she always like I'm here to bring women together or what what were you like when you were young? <laughs>
1: When I was young, I was very Younger, curious. I guess. Younger. You're not,
0: you're not old. That's <laughs> no, <right. laughs>
1: no, I just turned 30. Um, but I've, I've lived in Atlanta for 12 years. I'm from Georgia. I'm from South Georgia. And I guess like my younger life was, you know, I've always been a writer. I used to journal a lot when I would want to talk to my mother, I would write her letters because that was a clear form of communication. And so when I turned 18, I moved to Atlanta, I attended Georgia State University. And one of the most pivotal moments that I talk about being in, in the college was everyone seemed to have this plan. Like everyone I talked to, they had a plan with what they wanted to do with their life. And when someone would ask me, you know, like what's your what do you see yourself in five years? And I was just like, I want to be happy. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that what that looks like. And so for me, my younger self was just really someone trying to figure out how to exist in this space that I knew I wanted to do something different, what I felt like I wanted to be. I wasn't seeing. Um, and so over the years, I transpired many different things. I had a daughter. I started a, a skincare company here called Yayos Organics, and that was my very first business. I ran that for almost three years. Um, and then I started the blog. And here we are almost four years later. It's been it's been a great transition of, of, of almost six years of full time entrepreneurship.
0: And and I mean, a lot now, the the listeners, they are a diverse group, you know, Mm -hmm. some are entrepreneurs, some are sort of side hustlers, some Mm -hmm. are career professionals. But one thing that they all have in common, and and I think you can speak to this, is that moment where they decide, okay, this is what I want my life to look like. This is what, you know, to to put it in, in young Shanisha's words is gonna make me happy, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I just talked about on the Monday message uh last week about the idea of contentment, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're thinking about moving towards what we're creating for ourselves, it really does facilitate that uh, that that peace. So can you speak to that what really was a driving force as you started to discern you know the the avenue that that was going to be
1: i want I want to start off by saying i've i 've done those things right i 've been corporate i 've had the side hustle I turned the side hustle into a full time business um, and a big driving force for me was after my first business, my fiance and I broke up, and I kind of put that business on hiatus. Um, we got back together and then we broke up again for the last time. And so, with the ending of that relationship, I was a stay at home mother. I wasn't bringing in barely any income, and I had my daughter. And I didn't, I felt like just because my relationship ended, I wanted to keep what I was accustomed to, which mostly was being able to spend time with my daughter and have the flexibility to be in her life without a job or anyone else telling me that I had to go to work. So, I began searching for a full time job. And it was either the hours were too long or the pay wasn't good enough. <laughs> um, and so at the time, Black Moms Blog had around 40,000 followers. And I had a friend of mine who, well, a woman that became a really good friend of mine. She ran a baby store here in Atlanta. And I was like, well, I could either take this job and make you know, $2,500 a month barely and work my life away and never see my daughter, or I could take this super part-time job And make about $500 a month, but have the flexibility and freedom to be with my child and also pursue my business full time. And so I made a huge sacrifice there in deciding to, you know, not work this full time corporate job, work a very small job at a front desk somewhere that, you know, I'm like, why would I do that? But I knew that I had bigger goals. And so I worked Mm. that job for a whole year. um, And I quit June 1st, 2016. And I've been doing it ever since then. But that's the long-winded answer. But honestly, the driving force was just wanting to make my own rules and be there for my child, which is what made me say, okay, let's let's really do this because I'm not finding it working for anyone else.
0: Now, what I love about the way you so eloquently described what you did <laughs> is that, no, seriously, because you know i have a book that has just come out called success math and the idea is around creating a process right yes. and you very in the first step is saying what do i want what what is what i define as success and you clearly said it was being with your daughter yes having the flexibility to grow your business not having anybody tell you what to do right right and then the first step after that is to align your beliefs your values and your behaviors which you did mm-hmm. you were like I could take this job that was, you know, not the right hours and doesn't match up with what I want or what I value. Mm -hmm. And I could fulfill someone else's idea or I could just do this behavior, which is take the lesser paying job (laughs) and have that match up with my beliefs and my values. And that's going to get me more towards where I'm going. So, I mean, it's just when you see it in action, it's just so powerful. And you're just such a great example of it that I didn't even know. Uh-huh. So it was just so exciting. Thank you. Um, so, you talked a little bit about, you know, where you were when Black, when you first really got serious mm-hmm. about, you know, we'll, we'll put air quotes around that, because to get to 40,000, you have to be serious enough. <laughs> but when you wanted to, like, ramp it up mm-hmm. to the next level. So can you speak a little bit to any mindset shifts or sort of mental transitions or things like that that happened in that moment that helped you go to that next level? Survival. Um,
1: I, the very first event that I threw for Black Moms Blog, it was in, or the very first out-of-state event, it was in California, it was in LA, and it was called Women We Thrive. And I threw that event about a year after I made the jump to do full-time entrepreneurship. And so I threw that conference was because I was in the exact mindset of survival when I decided to do that. Um, I don't have family in Atlanta. I have And a cousin that lives in Conyers, maybe, you know. But outside of that, it was me and my daughter and her father. And so when we broke up, I had to survive. And I knew I didn't want to go back home. You know, my mother and my stepfather were like, you can come back, you can come back. But I hadn't lived at home in 10 years. And I strongly said to my partner, because he was like, well, you could just move back with your mom. I was like, well, you didn't get me from my mama's house. You don't get to send me back to my mom's house. And so I knew that I had to figure it out. <laughs> and so that's that's what happened. I was in this, this survival mindset. And so even when I talk to people now and they're like, well, I can't figure it out. I'm like, until you hit rock bottom sometimes. And you're sleeping on somebody else's couch for six months with your mm-hmm. daughter. You're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that will be your driving force. But for me, that was a huge driving force for me. And I wanted to move outside of that mindset and say, I no longer want to survive because black women we live in a, a state of survival. I wanted to thrive, and I wanted to be happy, and I wanted to take my daughter on vacations. And so that mindset transition was a real
0: process. Mm, yeah, I, and and. Because I think that so often we as a society really just love to hear like the before and the mm-hmm. after and it's like, oh, so neat and clean. Yeah, You know, oh, yeah. I would love to whatever level of comfort you have, mm-hmm. if you could maybe speak a little bit to what it was like to be in the trenches, yeah. you know, because you know, I grew up in the projects. I am, to- you know, single mom on one side. Dad was present, but yeah, doing the things at mm-hmm. the beginning and then came back kind of later. And it's great, you know, but I, you know, grew up sleeping on the, cou- on the couch or on the floor switching with my mom. And I really, there's something about that adversity that creates a resilience and a clarity of what you're not going to experience later. Yeah. That it makes you so strong. And, you know, I would love to just hear a little, you know, just Mm -hmm. a a sprinkling, you know, about what that time was like. Um, I feel like that time
1: challenged everything that I knew. And I say that to say, like most women, you, you don't have kids and expect to be a single mother or I'll say a single woman with a child. At that time, I felt like a single mother. My ex and I had not come to a copacetic relationship as far as co parenting. And so I felt for the longest time, even before we broke up, that the relationship was just really, you know, we just weren't getting along, you know, for our own reasons. But because I had been with this person for almost, I think at that point, we had been together six years, Um, we had been engaged for half of that time. I had grown to depend on this person. And so ending the relationship in the manner of which we did, I felt like I had been, you know, just kind of like discarded. Um, I questioned my self-worth. I questioned why I wasn't worth it. Um, but all in the same breath, I had this three-year-old that had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and all she was like was, mommy, what's going on? Like, why are you sad? And so I'm very methodical in my life in general. And so I gave myself a week. <laughs> and I'm kidding. I was like, I got seven days to cry and bitch and moan and be upset and, and have it out and complain. I have a full week to do that. And I gave myself, I gave myself those seven days. I did. I cried. I beat myself up. I allowed, I allowed space for that hurt to really saturate deep into my bones because when it was time for me to start moving, I had to do what I had to do. And so I did, I ended up moving in with some really gracious friends of mine, Um, who, to this day, I mean, I have nothing but love and respect for everything that they they did for me during that time period. And so here I was living in their house. I lived with them for six months. (laughs) Um, They had a three-story townhome, and my daughter and I shared the room downstairs. And so in order to keep things as normal as I could for my child, I set the room up exactly like her room at home, and I had this tiny little air mattress in the corner, and I put all of our other belongings in storage. Um, And until you've lived with somebody especially with your child, you don't understand how uncomfortable it is. Mm-hmm. It's just pressure. I, I didn't go out for those six months. I didn't see friends because I didn't feel like I deserved to. I was living in someone else's house rent free without a job. <laughs> and so as the time went on, they're like looking at me like, Shanisha, you going to get a job. And I'm like, y'all bear with me. <laughs> I'm like, just bear with me. I'm I'm working on this plan. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pursue business full time. I just need a couple more months. And they gave it to me. And at the end of those six months, I had started monetizing my platform at the beginning of the six months. And by the end, I had made over $16,000. And I packed up my belongings and I moved everything back into the apartment building that my ex kicked me out of. He was on the 11th floor. I was on the fourth floor. And that's where we were. (laughs) So that was hard. It was very hard, but we did it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and the way you did it, you know, I hope that everyone is listening very carefully because the theme of what Shanisha is sharing is a certain commitment and discipline that y'all are probably sick of hearing me highlight. But it works. (laughs) These people aren't coming on the show by accident, and there aren't. She doesn't have almost half a million followers on black mom's bog because she's just like chills and let things happen. Right. You know, like she is committed, she is disciplined. And what I even love even more about her story. And I'm so grateful that she shared it so candidly with all of us is that she spoke to the need to give her space for that mental and emotional aspect yeah. that I'm always talking to y'all about mm-hmm. because too many people are like becoming entrepreneurs in a vacuum or thinking that like there's no room for the mental and emotional and I mean challenges and struggles and life doesn't stop because you decide you want to become the next Steve Jobs Mm -hmm. or because you want to be like Oprah in fact they rev up so the fact that she was so you know candidly shared that she had to give herself space To feel the feelings, to experience the thing, and then be patient with herself as she, you know, basically had a cocoon and was becoming this beautiful butterfly, you know. And then, boom, came out and was like, and I'm good. (laughs) Sixteen zero to 16,000 in six months. That is not an easy accomplishment. Um, It is one to aspire to emulate, for sure. But that is definitely not what everyone can do or does yeah. uh, in that frame, in that time frame. Um, so, okay, Shadisha, so you've really painted a picture now for them of this this journey, right, that you've been on. Um, so talk a little bit about sort of the, where you are now. We, you know, you mentioned that um, in the bio we we heard that you 're working on a book that you 're doing these events you 're bringing moms together you 're also like doing photography mm-hmm. and modeling <laughs> and 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 being the subject of these like multiple piece amazing photos and so so what 's sort of currently in the landscape The
1: landscape for
0: me right now
1: is. I always, I always have to give my mom this credit because, you know, as parents, we're always telling our children, like, you can do whatever it is that you want to do if you put your mind to it. And I am a living example of that. And I came from a mother that constantly let me know that it was okay to do what I wanted to do. So I've never felt, I've honestly never felt that I couldn't do something. You know, I talk to people and they're like, I can't do that. I'm not worthy of that. I've never felt that, that self deprivation, I guess. I've always felt like I could if I tried hard enough. Um, and so... A big reason I started photography was because what people don't realize, even when you work for yourself, you get burnt out. I mean, it's especially easy to get burnt out. You get tired. (laughs) And I just started to feel like I was being consumed by something that once started off as a passion and something I wanted to monetize, but I needed a break from it. And that was blogging. I was losing my creativity, especially with monetizing a blog. There's a lot of sponsorships and Way that things have to be done and it kind of it can kill your creativity so I started photography as a hobby and I believe that all hobbies should make you money and so I started a photography business um, and I wanted to find a way to tie in all of my work pieces between blogging between my personal brand of womanhood empowerment and my photography business. And so I'm currently in the space of bringing all three of those things together. Um, I just launched my very first international retreat. We are taking a total of 17 women to Santa Marta, Colombia, and it's a self-care retreat. And a lot of those women are mothers. There's a photo shoot component. And so I'm currently bridging the gap between all of my businesses so that they can all touch to make one grand monopoly of, self-love self-care womanhood motherhood and just really embodying what i believe to be a beautiful form of sisterhood
0: yes i love santa marta i took a retreat there in october where are y'all gonna be staying we're gonna be at jatana del mar beach resort Mm, that's gonna be so beautiful (laughs) i'm honestly there's i can't say anything bad about that place yeah i've been there once
1: before it's beautiful colombia is amazing
0: it is just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's going to be such an empowering and transformative and uplifting experience. Yeah. Just a more of like an unchaining, if you will. Yes. Um. That's powerful. Okay. So what I, uh, you know, I want to just highlight for them mm-hmm. because you're dropping so much knowledge that it's easy for some of it to just go <laughs> right over their heads. Um, even if they're listening closely, despite the fact that I encourage all of them to, take notes when they listen (laughs) um but I love how she talked about bringing a unity together Mm -hmm. with everything she does I mean y'all know I strongly believe in that and how I you know put a wilder rivera.com together and all the different synergies with what I do and I love that Shadisha has been able to highlight the importance of doing that because like she said you can get burned out and so the idea of allowing your creative energy to flow in another direction Mm -hmm. that in a sense feeds back into a loop that is generating abundance and resources while still bringing balance is so important right? right because if she had just decided well I'm gonna do photography and I'm gonna become a wedding photographer right or like a, a high fashion photographer, right. that would be awesome, right? She would be able to pursue that, but it would also then take her in a direction where she would have to create a whole new set of resources and exactly. network and, and whatever. Whereas now what she's doing is allowing that to complement. Mm-hmm. Right. And built. So, and I also mm -hmm. just
1: want to mention, I don't, you know, I just want to, this is very important when it comes to entrepreneurship and burning out, the first step that most people take is to do what they're like, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to (laughs) quit. And energy doesn't disappear. It has to go somewhere else. And so if you don't, you know, because a lot of people say, well, if you're retired, why wouldn't you just stop? Like, why would you pick up a whole new career? And it's exactly what you said needing to transfer that energy somewhere else instead of allowing it to die because breaks are not good. You just have to figure, breaks are good, but you have to do them strategically. (laughs) Like you can't just stop because once you stop, it's like working out. When you try to go back to it, it becomes really, really hard to get back into it. So don't ever, I just wanted to throw that out there while you were saying that if you're tired, Mm -hmm. don't stop. Just find a way to create in a different kind of way so that you're still being able to create.
0: Yeah, and I want, for those of you who are listening, they're a little extremist. Let me say, she's not saying don't sleep mm-hmm. or don't rest. Okay, she's not saying that. But what she's saying is right. when you feel like your energy has run out in a certain area, right, right, redirect that energy. Oh, yeah. You know, it, like, for example, like, let's say you're a yogi and you get tired of, like, going to your mat, then go for a walk. Exactly. Go exactly. to a Zumba class. Go yep. ride a bike. Just go walk, in your, walk your dog or right. stand by Stay a tree. Stay active. You know, like do something. So similarly, you know, for those of you who are entrepreneurs or who are maybe losing your zest in your career, if you're a corporate, you know, maybe go take a, a continuing education class in exactly. an area that excites you or, you know, explore that book or that resource that was related to something you were working on that you put off because you were doing a project. Um this is really helpful stuff that Shanisha <laughs> is, re- is highlighting, seriously. And, and this is one of the reasons I'm so excited to have her on. So uh, one thing that I do want to ask you specifically, mm-hmm. and we've touched on it a little bit here and there. And, you know, I don't know if you're still a single mom or not, and that's, you know, no one's business. <laughs> uh, but can you maybe speak to when you were a single mom mm-hmm. to the, the single parents out there, dads and moms, about sort of that balancing act that takes place where they do maybe feel a little bit spread thin and how it was that you made some of the decisions about what you were going to do and what you would table and that kind of thing. So I
1: am, I, I, I'm trying to rewrite the terminology for myself especially, um, I am single. Um, I have a child. Her father is very active in her life, so I can never claim that I'm a single mother. I'm a single woman with a child that, you know, is trying to get married one day, so... That's okay to say out loud, <laughs>
0: um, that is okay, there's nothing wrong with that yeah
1: so i'm looking i'm 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 currently in the hit space of wanting to commit to something more serious, but when it comes to terms of balance and motherhood and entrepreneurship and whether you're an entrepreneur or you work full time or whatever it is that you're doing, I think it's just about being intentional, really like. We set intentional schedules because life happens to us, right? Like, you know, you have to get up and go to work from nine to five. So you set your day around that time. And so I feel like when it comes to balance, you have to set time around your day for self-care, meaning that nothing can come in between that. And, you know, earlier you said you're like, she's not being an extremist and saying, don't sleep. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I am a, I am a sleeper. <laughs> I am a self Me too, girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> there will be times when you will text me or call me and I won't respond for hours. And it's not because... I am, you know, being rude. It's just because I've allowed certain time. I've allotted certain time in my life that's completely committed to me. And one thing that I've realized, the busier that I've gotten, the more um, successful my platforms have grown and the more energy that I've put into doing those things. I've dedicated the same amount of energy into caring for myself. And so I'll go get the facials. I'll go on vacation. I'll set aside a certain amount of money so that I can travel because it's so important that it's how you stay balanced and not getting too burnt out. If you are working really hard, you deserve to do something good for yourself. You can't die with your money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's not saying just go out there and, you know, wild out, but if you're making $10,000, it's okay to take $2,000 and go do something for yourself and then put a portion of that in your savings. And then a lot of portion of that, to bills or, and um, you know, there's, there's just ways to formulate and balance self-care, but you have to be intentional. And I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day and she's an entrepreneur. And she said to me, she goes, I don't know if I have time to do that. And I told her, I said, the beautiful part about being an entrepreneur is that you make your own time. You always have time mm-hmm. to do it. It's about whether or not you're prioritizing something that brings you pleasure as well as you are prioritizing something that makes you money
0: and it's good to Mm -hmm. have balance
1: between those two things
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i i wish i could underscore bold and italicize (laughs) everything you just said because it is i mean it is so powerful and i and Again, the listeners are probably like, okay, did you pay her to say that? And I'm <laughs> like, no, we did, did not have this conversation prior. Like, this is just something that is no. so important and is a theme, especially if you are a solopreneur or an entrepreneur. And, I mean, oh, don't get it twisted. Those of y'all who are out there in the trenches, in the corporate, in the thing, and y'all love and, and, and that you're doing it because you love that. That's why you need to safeguard your nights and your weekends. Yes, exactly. Because you need to be able to rest and recharge and reflect and recalibrate and do whatever brings you joy and balance. Because, you know, I I joke in the book, I say you know, no work and no play will make you a dull boy. And I hope no one can relate to that quote from The Shining. But it is, it's true. You know, if you're not, if you know, in yoga, they say, if you're not eating, you know, in Ayurveda, if you're not eating right and you're not sleeping right, well, then Mm
1: -hmm. things are
0: not just going to be going right, right? Even if you're doing all these things. So taking care of yourself on such a, even on such a basic level, like Shanisha Mm -hmm. said, sleep, eat, be with yourself, you know, like, those right. three things are pretty much low cost or free. Mm-hmm. Uh, those yeah. are paramount. You know, I they I are. will also say I'm a member of the C club, like if I start to get like, really low energy, I'm like, okay, I need sleep. to take a 20 minute
1: <laughs> 20 yes. to oh, 40 yes.
0: minute little nappy poo you yeah. know if the animals will let me if my I nap all the and, time <laughs> and then I wake up and I'm like okay like I can bust out yeah. another two to three hours of whatever mm-hmm. it is that I need to do so yeah. you know and and I also love what Shadisha said about about this because I, I feel as though parents, whatever your parenting situation may be, they have an issue where you, you know, of worth and of deserving. And mm-hmm. you guys don't realize, I mean, I'm a bonus parent. So I guess I qualify too, but really by a yeah, lot, you know, y- there's so much going on that y- is being given and that you're worrying about, especially like if you're the primary caretaker of the child, that you, you need it even more than everybody else. Oh, yeah. Like you. Mom
1: guilt is a real thing. Mom guilt is something I wish that we could really just erase. It's something I've asked other moms that have confided in me that they're having really hard times. And the first thing I ask them, I'm like, when was the last time you took a break away from your child and for how long? And the answer from those women that are normally struggling is always the same. Oh, I haven't taken a break since, you know, I w- before I was pregnant. And their kid's like five. Oh, my and God. Like, wait, 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 what? What? <laughs> so, yeah, no. Build your village. Find people that you trust because it is paramount, especially in this industry of, you know, people really trying to figure out how to become happy. We're really in this season of people focusing on that. How do I get my happy? How do I find my self-care? What well, it takes with you letting go of
0: self-guilt. You got to apologize to yourself first. Yeah, there's, there's and then a lot steps. of, you know... One of the most powerful meditations that I've ever done is a very simple meditation that my teacher taught me. And it's just as you inhale, thank you, directed to yourself. As you exhale, I love you, directed to yourself. That's so small, but so powerful. Make peace with yourself. Yeah, I mean you know, I forget who said it, but my teacher shared it with me that, you know, people spend so much time decorating their houses, right? And Mm -hmm. like cleaning their houses. But like, what about your mind? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? You got to clean up your mind, decorate your mind. And I don't mean like on some crazy zealot type stuff or anything like that, or like you need to go and do what I'm doing or meditate or do yoga or whatever. But you do need to tend to it. Because it will get mm-hmm. unruly. And, you mm-hmm. know, happy mom, happy kid, happy dad, happy kid. You know, the world goes around. And what happens is, not to get all sciency, but, you know, we imprint on our children yes. what our experiences are, what our traumas are, sometimes without even realizing through our behavior. Oh, you know, yeah. so not only is there the epigenetic snapshot. Of what you were when you conceived your child, if you're the biological parent. But then there's the effects of your behaviors as you're around that child, as they're forming some important. Like neural pathways in their brain as they grow up. No pressure, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but that's why it's important to like take care of yourself. So like you're doing the best you can, right? And of course, like they're gonna be fine. Like I experience all types but of we, crazy are, things. we are Everyone's slowly, gonna be fine, you know. But
1: we are slowly rewriting. And I think you know we talk about we talk about generational curses a lot, right? But we're always like break the generational curse. But what does that really look like? And so I'll always use a very small, small example. Growing up for me, when I would go to the restroom, my mother would fuss at us about using so much tissue, right? She'd be like, why are you using so much tissue? You're going through so much tissue. And I became like super hyper aware of how much tissue (laughs) I was using because, and that directly related to the fact of wanting to save money, which Mm -hmm. directly related to the fact of um, a less than mindset, like, oh my God, I can't even afford to go buy tissue. I can't use Mm -hmm. that much. And that is finances, right? And so for me, when I got my first apartment and I had my daughter and I lived by myself, I lived on my own for the last um, 12 years. I've had, I got my first apartment at 18 or 19 years old. um, And so I've always lived on my own. I was like, what's tissue? It's like six bucks to get like 12 rolls of it. Who cares? I'm going to wipe freely (laughs) in some kind of way about using this tissue. And so with my daughter... She'll grow up never wondering or worrying about how much tissue she's using, and so that's a very small thing, but that is a generational curse that relates back to finances, like that small, small thing. It is. So that's yeah. It's just that no,
0: it it so is. Like I was literally just saying to my to my partner, I was saying, I was like, it's so beautiful that Sydney, my stepdaughter, my bonus daughter, gets to enjoy ramen because she's into K-pop. And that it's it's something that came into her life later for fun, Mm -hmm. not something Mm -hmm. that was like, I we can get 16 ramen and we'll be good for like two weeks for lunch. Right. For all the lunches in the winter Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we'll jazz Mm -hmm. it up with seasonings. Like, because that (laughs) is a required meal, you know? So it's (laughs) like, this is to me, like, I I'm right there with you. Like it is just, it, the healing thyself, kind of recognizing where these patterns are coming from, and this is something else I I talk about a lot in success matters. Is where is that value coming from? Where is that right. belief coming from? Is it yours, or is it your parents, or is it society's? Exactly. And there's no shame in recognizing the origin. It's it's empowering and getting able to decide if you want to then bring that on your own with that knowledge. Right. So, exactly. oh, Shanisha, I could talk to you for another whole <laughs> time, but you, are, you have already done so much and given us so much. Um, of course, if they happen to maybe not be a black mom that knows about you, let them know <laughs> where they can find you and, as, and, and where your resources are so they can share you with their networks. Yes.
1: So on the business side of things, everything is black moms blog. That's mom with an S on the end, the website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Google it, it'll pop up. It's Black Moms Blog. My personal account is Shanisha Boswell on Instagram, and it's just, it's in the Black Moms Blog bio, just to keep it that simple. But it's S-H-A-N-I-C-I-A-B-O-S-W-E-L-L, Shanisha Boswell.
0: And Yayo Photography, don't forget.
1: And, right, I, I just came from a shoot. <laughs> um, I also do photography. <laughs> that's the thing with entrepreneurship. It's like, oh, my gosh, all these things. And they're all really good things, but it's a lot. So Yayo Photography on Instagram, it's yayo.photography. On Facebook, it's Yayo Photography. It's also in my bio. Yes. <laughs> so if you, if you go on my personal page, Shanisha Boswell, you'll see a link to Black Moms Blog and also a link to Yayo Photography.
0: Well, Shanisha, thank you. Thank you so much. One last thing that I always do Mm -hmm. with everyone is if, you know, people have been listening, if they've been listening, you know, they're probably super, like, fired up. They're thinking there's a lot going on that they're probably processing. And there may even be more than a few that are like, oh, my gosh, this is like, she is my spirit animal. I want to... (laughs) Uh, you know, not become her, but I would like to emulate some of these positive mm-hmm. characteristics. You know, what would be one last little piece of advice you would give them if they want to win life in the in the manner that you are?
1: Um, <clears throat> my advice would be to make a plan and stick to it. I know that sounds super simple, but by making a plan and sticking to it, that means that no matter what happens, you stick to that plan. Because with, like I tell people, entrepreneurship, if you're in the realm of trying to be an entrepreneur, you still have to go to work. <laughs> and so if you work corporate and something happens, you still got to get up and go to work. If you're an entrepreneur and something happens, you can't quit because it's not working out. So make make a real plan and make realistic goals. You know, when I've done manifestations in the past, you'll see people say things, well, I want the mansion in the cars. And they've skipped about 80 steps to get there. (laughs) And so it becomes unrealistic. Like, that's your manifestation is to get the mansion in the cars. What about the work ethic to get the job, to make the money, to put in the savings, to get the down payment? You see what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, there are steps before that. So make a plan, a realistic plan work out all the steps to
0: that plan and follow them one by one. Mm. Y'all heard it here, y'all. She, I mean, basically spelled it out. Have a clear mm-hmm. vision, know what the steps are, and then do the work. I mean, y'all, yeah, I, we believe in y'all. I believe in y'all. The question yeah. is, do you believe in yourself? So exactly. you guys, Shanisha, thank you so much on, on my behalf and on the behalf of the audience. You have been just a fantastic guest. Um, oh, thank you. We are, of course, knowing that we're only going to see greater and greater things from you, probably on a Super Soul Sunday somewhere soon. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. And until <laughs> next time, you guys, get out there and win life.